This podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our AI in Action series, where leading minds in AI from across the world share their story, success, and advice. AI in Action cuts through the hype and explores the true impact of artificial intelligence in our world today. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Joe Buffon. Joe is the co-founder of Anexus Health. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, JP. I've been excited about this one. Thank you for coming on. So, Joe, let's start with yourself. Tell us about your journey. Where did you first get started in technology? Uh, give us an overview of some of the roles you've held along the way and what led you to founding Anexus Health. So, JP, I'll have to go back before technology and really what got me interested in technology and what led me to this place with my co-founder, Brad Frazier. So I spent a significant amount of my professional career working for life science organizations. And I did a bunch of different uh, things there. I had a bunch of different roles. Some of the most meaningful roles I had while working in life science were leading payer teams, leading reimbursement teams, leading our relationships with some of the large healthcare organizations and service companies in the space working with patient advocacy groups and charitable foundations at a time when we could work more closely with them. And that experience really started to foundationally form my interests as it related to having a significant impact in the healthcare space. So growing up, so to speak, on the life sciences side, spending a significant time, uh, amount of time, in a complex disease state like cancer really got me thinking and stirring um, inside related to solutions that needed to be in the market, gaps that existed in the market. And so combined with a personal experience and history related to cancer, my mother was diagnosed at an early age with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, My grandfather was diagnosed with colorectal cancer and playing a significant role in their journey really informed a lot of what I wanted to do later in life combined with those experiences on the pharma side. So after spending a number of years, more than I want to admit to, I I stepped out of the the corporate environment and started working with a a group of diverse individuals as a principal in an organization. And we really were building the organization to solve for issues associated with cancer patients' access to care and the walls that inherently existed in the the marketplace to prevent folks from getting the care that they deserved. So during that time, we were working on data products to really allow life science and provider organizations the ability to understand what was going on, right, around reimbursement. So if healthcare providers are not getting paid for providing services, if patients are struggling to pay for the care that they need, often barriers exist. So that experience, as we were developing that company, started to get us thinking about as a collective team, 
opportunities in the space related to technology because there was such a gap associated with tools that needed to occur to help manage the patient's care journey. So that's really the 30,000 foot view and summary of where I started my personal experience and professional experience that led to me this to this place where it was time to really start to invest personally into making a, a massive difference in the lives of patient uh, cancer patients. And now we're stepping out into other complex specialties. So generally speaking, complex diagnoses are what we're focused on improving how patients' uh, care is managed. So that's the background on how I got to this place where Nexus Health was born between mm-hmm. my co-founder, Brad Frazier. Which certainly does set the stage for why you decided to found your own organization with Brad and what gives some insight into what the mission could be. But rather than me say it, please tell us all about Nexus Health, the origin story, which you've alluded to. But when you first launched it, what was the, the mission of the organization and what, what are you guys trying to do? Yeah. And so first I have to give a little bit of background for Brad as well. So he spent a significant amount of time doing different things in life science as well. He spent a lot of uh, time on the technology side, on the EHR side as well. So getting a deep understanding of some things that were offered and available from a medical technology perspective, and then getting deep insights into what wasn't available. So my experiences informed a lot of what we, what I wanted to do, what I par- wanted to participate in from a different side of the business, a different side of the market, so to speak. So Brad and I collectively came together and really identified the fact that there aren't good tools. There isn't a technology platform, there wasn't, before Anexus Health launched a point to really organize and have a comprehensive centralized place to manage administrative logistics associated with the patient's care journey. So that massive miss, that gap, watching provider organizations, because we, one of the things that Brad and I do have is significant networks in the space at the provider level, at the life science level, at the technology level. And I think that's an important part of really our success story to this point in time, trusted networks. But those trusted networks informed us and clearly demonstrated to us and for us that the way things were being managed, specifically in the area where we started around access services. So access services defined as financial assistance. So copay assistance, charitable foundation assistance, insurance premium assistance. Those things are not managed effectively. Believe it or not, JP, You've got folks that aren't using anything and just the top of their head, I'm going to talk to a patient about it. We're going to try to help them find something to maybe using post-it notes to remind them to maybe using free text notes and the RevCycle systems, the EHR systems, Excel spreadsheets. You get the idea, right? There aren't good centralized tools for provider organizations to manage this really important part of the patient's care journey. So that's where it all began. And actually back in 2014, when I was still at my 
prior organization that I was a principal in, we began to build the technology components of ultimately where the assist point has led us in our technology today. So what we're doing from a company perspective is providing technology tools. And now we launched in the beginning of 2021, a services offering to help provider organizations manage comprehensively from finding what's available related to financial assistance to making sure that fulfillment occurs, to making sure that the patient has the opportunity to use these outside funding sources to help pay for their care. And that's really important to the provider as well, because there's a financial toxicity to the provider when the patient can't afford their care as well. We also have stepped into areas of other access services like free drug management, BIBVPA central management tools, other reimbursement services like appeals denials for where there was a prior authorization provided. And some of that is managed with our services organization. But as an organization, what we do is we are a technology company, but we have a tech-enabled services division called Edparo that sometimes is doing components manually and using our technology to, number one, make sure that we're managing everything comprehensively for these provider organizations on behalf of their patients, and then also teaching our technologists to build out the most effective technology to take over the complete cycle of the problem. And we define the cycle as everything from finding what's available at that moment in time, specific to the patient's needs, all the way through to making sure any service that's available is fully fulfilled. So as an organization, we're providing these tools and services where they didn't exist. Now our mission, is to be the fourth enterprise platform at provider organizations. So we're a SaaS to provider organizations and we are sitting alongside with our technology, the EHR, the revenue cycle management system, the pharmacy dispensing software. And as I mentioned, this platform is geared towards the administrative logistics of the patient's journey. I told you that right now we're working on access services and this comprehensive destination to manage completely what's available in the market to help patients get the therapy they deserve. But we're also building right now actively tools in our technology to create comprehensive therapeutic diagnostic testing work lists to make sure every component, administratively speaking, of that patient's journey on the therapy, the test, the diagnostic, that is intended to be utilized for them is managed effectively and thoroughly. So some of the things that we're stepping into are the remote nature of managing patients on oral therapeutics. Really hard in, in oncology to manage this patient who has a very complex, sophisticated disease state. A lot of times the toxicities that come along with these oral therapeutics need to be managed, need to be seeing the patient on a regular basis that doesn't happen as much with the orals. So we're creating tools to help manage that patient's journey more comprehensively. We're building tools to help manage the patients that are put on cell and gene therapies where there are very cumbersome administrative logistics that come along with, especially in the areas where there's personalized immunotherapy. So basically a therapeutic being built specifically for that patient. 
So ultimately, our mission to be that fourth enterprise platform that sits at the provider organization to help manage the administrative logistics so that that patient that is being treated by that provider gets the best care and the best care experience. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. I want to now spend some time talking about the technology that's behind the scenes driving all of this. You've gone about building an amazing SaaS product and continuously looking at new iterations and as to how it can integrate as a core product. Behind all of that, there's a lot of data science, there's a lot of analytics, there's a lot of engineering. Can you give us some insight into what the current makeup of the tech team looks like and how you've gone about building such a fast growing organization with with an amazing culture. And I know a lot of organizations say that, but I firsthand from having many conversations with you and your team, that there's a, a genuine love and passion for what you're doing at Nexus, which does stand out. So I want to, for the audience listening here, this is AI in action, and we want to talk about all things data. So if you can give us some insight into what it's like to be part of the group, that would be really helpful. Yeah. So first I have to say it was, it was a really heavy lift building our organization to to this point in time and making sure we were building it the the right way. So I think we can first hit on the areas that we're actively bringing team members on. We have a product area. So we're hiring actively product managers. We have UX, we have data engineers, we have data scientist group, we have client services, we have our support teams. We have to support our our customers and the users and the work that we do with life science dictates a whole host of individuals to support that. The work we're doing with providers creates a need and a demand that's growing very rapidly because our provider network is growing very rapidly. So whether it be account management, sales, I know that's not specifically JP what you're you're asking, but all facets of this organization we've invested a lot of time and effort into making sure that we're building out the infrastructure to support our vision and mission. And because we are a tech company, that's where most of our hiring has occurred. And and I can tell you, I think central to what we're doing is identifying people that have a passion for making a difference in this world or changing this world. I say over and over again to our folks that we are generationally disrupting this space through the technology we provide, through the services we provide that is ultimately changing the game, teaching our technology. What we are here to do is positively impact patients' lives. And I think one of the main things that we do is identify with the individuals that we're potentially going to be bringing into our team, do they have a passion to make a difference? Do they have a passion to be with a team that is here to collaborate and work side by side collectively for this common mission and goal. And I think that's an important part of what we're doing. I'm so excited about this opportunity to build an organization around like-minded people that are really here to make a difference professionally. I think by focusing on our culture and listening to the folks that we are bringing into the organization, 
and listening to ourselves, to be honest with you, JP, our, I've, been in the, I've been a professional for quite some time and my personal experiences that were very positive. And when I was given a chance, when maybe I didn't deserve a chance, ultimately led me to this place. But I can tell you some of the things that didn't go so well or that I didn't believe was the most positive or favorable for my development, for my personal contribution to a common good also has been core to what we're looking to develop here. So people, first and foremost, in creating an environment where people can get professional satisfaction. I personally, where I'm grounded, ultimate satisfaction isn't going to come from your job, but what you do professionally you can enjoy, you can feel that you're there for a purpose. And that's what I think we provide. So I think that's most important. And I've listened to a lot of people. I've read a, a lot about successful people in the tech space. And I think there have been amazing ideas. There have been amazing technologies that have been available. Some have succeeded and done incredibly well. We've seen those examples over and over again. And I think some, I think a lot of amazing ideas, amazing foundational technology solutions have been available and have failed. And it's for a lot of reasons, but I can tell you from my personal perspective, often it's because they didn't have the appropriate focus on people. So as cool as I think our company is, as amazing as I think our technology is, as amazing as I think we our company vision is of where we're going and what needs to occur in this market, the best part of us is the people. And if we focus on the 99% of what we're doing is people, and then the rest of it is our technology and what we offer the market, we're going to be super successful with those offerings. So I guess that's a lot of global discussion around our people, our culture, and how we're building this. But I can tell you unequivocally, that is from Brad's perspective, from our leadership perspective, a key focus of ours, making sure that we're building this organization with the right people and building a team in the right way. And it certainly rings true because I can speak firsthand as to the conversations I've been having with many people across an axis and it certainly trickles down. It's not just a co-founder's vision that doesn't resonate with others. It's at all levels. The most exciting part of, of the conversations I've been having with, with people at an axis is the continuous growth and the amazing opportunities that, that are available. So you've obviously been working at this for several years now and, and gone through several iterations of growth. But when you look ahead, the rest of 2021 and beyond, what are you most excited about for Anexus Health? Yeah, so I think that the, there's several things. Right now, there's so much excitement in the market surrounding the things that we're doing that that feels really good, right? It feels really good that the blood, sweat, and tears that we've put into this thing is being recognized. We're seeing the results in our data science of the impact that we're having on care. I, I do have to take a step back and, and tell you that, so we are a SaaS, right? Two provider organizations. So they pay for the utiliz utilization of our application, but our main revenue source is life science organizations. So it's the pharmaceutical and the biotech organizations, it's the testing and diagnostic companies that we work with and we create connectivity. And that product we work with them on is AP Connect. 
So ultimately we're digitally connecting to their programs. So their access services, their copay programs, their hubs, the other hub services. And we're creating a user experience that is compressed. It's simple. It's automated. So you're pushing buttons, forms are being pre-populated, sent across the wire via APIs, status is coming back immediately, real time. The drawdown of, let's say, a copay award is happening in real time. There's less manual posting. So that work that we're doing with life science is producing really cool results. So spending a lot of time on the access side of the equation from a pharma perspective, I believed at my core that these services of copay, free drug, reimbursement services made an impact on care, made an impact on positively influencing patients getting the therapy that is intended by the physician that they're trusting. A lot of times, care doesn't happen, as I stated early on, because of some of these financial and administrative burdens. So the thing that I'm really excited about is our data science is beginning to mature and we are absolutely seeing more patients getting the intended care that was designed for them. We're getting patients, we're seeing patients get on therapy quicker. We're seeing patients maintained or getting more therapy in a window of time that ultimately, if you believe in our healthcare industry, if you believe in our physicians that are caring for these patients, that is and will, and I'm so excited and I feel so blessed to be part of this journey to watch this data science mature and for us to see the positive influence on outcomes, to see that we are truly impacting that patient with a cancer diagnosis and impacting survival, impacting disease-free survival, impacting their lifestyle. That is what is most exciting to, to me. And, and what we're seeing is the results and the data science coming from that. And I would say the next thing that goes hand in hand with that is the launch of version 2.0. And that's coming in the first half of next year, where it will give us the ability in earnest to step outside of some of the things that we're currently managing around access services, copay assistance and other, into those areas where I said, stated the remote nature of patients that are on oral therapeutics, the cell and gene space, creating this work list environment and tasking environment that really will provide that administrative platform, that enterprise platform, for providers, we are on the verge of launching version 2.0. And as much as I think we've changed the landscape dramatically, I mentioned our goal is to generationally disrupt. We're beginning to do that. I think next year is a moment in time where we can point to and we can say that is when we started to see the data and the data science proving that out. It sounds like an amazing time for anyone who's interested in this field to be joining. I, I know from our conversations, there's hyper growth. There's some great opportunities for people who are interested in this space. So Joe, thank you very much for coming on today. I really appreciate you sharing your story, the origins behind the Nexus, the unique nature of your approach to building a, a culture and your the obsession with achieving the mission. I think it's very powerful. We can't wait to see what you guys can accomplish. So good luck with everything. 
JP, thanks so much for having me. And, and we really look forward to working with you in more detail, not just on this podcast, but other areas we're working together as well. Really appreciate the relationship. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aldis Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.